So make sure that if you do have some good quality information, share that um, because most people are lacking this knowledge when you're working your you know, 40, 50 hours a week. You don't have time. A lot of people don't have time to sit in some of these seminars, education, or do the research. So uh, give that information to them. That you, you can uh, maybe save somebody's retirement. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome into the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George, along with Mike Coynan. He is the founder and owner at Principal Preservation Services. You'll find them online at principalpreservationservices.com. You've also probably seen him on WCCO-TV. Also, hopefully you read his book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success. Mike, welcome in. How you doing? I'm uh, doing awesome, Ben. It's... Uh you know, kind of the holiday season right now, and it's cold up here in the Midwest, <laughs> yeah. so, and snow on the ground. Oh, man, you you, uh, you, you got to prepare for that cold weather pretty early for you guys. I know you had some decent weather this year, though, but how's the yeah, We had a nice fall, yeah. but uh, we hit some cold weather here driving in this morning. It was um, a couple below zero. Uh, a couple days ago, it was... It was above zero, but with a wind chill, it was like 11, 12 below zero. So yeah. something that you're not experiencing, you know, in North Carolina. But no. Uh, <laughs> no, Absolutely not. Well, we wish you all the best as you're trying to stay warm and uh, get around for the holiday season. But I thought kind of with that in mind, Mike, we should try to lay out some resolutions for people in 2022. And, you know, there's a lot of things you can do, but we put a list together of 22 different things kind of in yeah. honor of 2022. And I think it's, it's good to kind of preface it by saying, you might not be able to check off all these things that we go through today, but it's good to kind of have this list kind of as a checklist and maybe a bit of a guidance. And if you could do some of these, you'll be in better shape. I agree. Yeah, let's let's go through this. I know it's a long list, so we'll try yeah. to hammer this up maybe 60 seconds at the most for each one. We'll try to get that out here. Okay, perfect. So let's jump right in. Okay, so we've got 22 resolutions again for 2022, starting off with mm-hmm. one that we always shoot for, Mike, reduce your debt. Big on getting debt-free. And uh, again, I mean, your mortgage debt is probably the best debt you could possibly have, but we want to focus, make sure you don't carry any student loan debt, you're not paying personal loan debt, you know, credit card debts. Those are the worst of all of them. Um, I know my daughter's in the process of refinancing her student loans to like less than a third of the interest rate she's paying so she can get that paid off sooner. But uh, there's two rules of thought on getting rid of your debt. The key is there's a, a one rule called the avalanche method, if you've heard of that. That's where you kind of focus on um, the largest interest rate debt and try to uh, tackle the one that pay, you have to pay the most interest on. And when that's paid off, uh, you put all the extra funds towards the next highest interest rate. So make all the minimum payments on everything else except for the highest interest rate. Now, the other rule of th- uh, you know, method that I like and I prefer, which is called the snowball method because it just builds momentum. And I think you just kind of build more confidence and get more excited along the way. Um, as you start with a small snowball at the top of the hill and just gets larger and larger. And, and that's focusing on the smallest debt first. Mm-hmm. And you make all the minimum payments everywhere else except all the extra funds you have applied to that smallest debt. And, of course, since it's, it's the smallest, you're going to get it paid off sooner. And once that's paid off, now you have extra funds to apply to that second smallest debt. And hopefully you don't have too many of these. But if you have three, four, five of these, but it just builds up and builds up. And then you, you see, I see light at the end of the tunnel and it gets pretty exciting. Yeah, sure does. All right. As you're reducing the debt, hopefully it's freeing up some extra money for you, Mike, which takes us to number two, which is let's try to boost our retirement savings amounts. Yeah. Make it a habit of every year when you get a raise is increase those contributions. And uh, 
hopefully you get to a point where you can max contributions. So if you're under 50 years old, you know, right now you can contribute up to 19,500. If you're 50 and older, uh, you get to do an extra 6,500, which is a total of 26 grand. Next year, it's going up a thousand. So next year under 50 is 20,500. You can contribute to your 401k, 403b, TSB, 457 and so on. The step up contribution um, has not changed. So it's still 6,500. So you can do 27 grand total next year at the max, but make it a habit of doing that because you'll need that in retirement. Yeah, that's good information. Good to know for the new year. All right, number three, let's try to learn from 2020 and 2021 because there mm-hmm. have been a lot of lessons along the way, Mike. But the biggest of those is you got to be prepared for the unexpected. Yeah, I think the people who are hurt the most uh, during the pandemic are the people who didn't have anything in, um, in emergency savings. And when they're out of a job and it takes a while for unemployment, and when that came in, that wasn't the, the same what you were receiving until the extra money came in. But you need to have, while working, three to six months of your expenses set aside for expenses, for emergencies. And when you're retired, I believe six to 12 months. So build up those emergency funds as well. Uh, We have tax refunds hopefully coming in this this next year. Build up that emergency fund. I know the bank doesn't pay you money. That's not the point. Put that money in something where you don't have to pay taxes to get that money out. Well, here, this next one, number four, is one that we, I know we've preached on this show before, Mike, but it's always a good reminder heading into the new year. Don't overreact to the headlines. Yeah, um, we get emails and calls on this weekly from people who are either watching the news or they talk to their friends or you know they saw something online and they think the world's coming to an end um, and their money's going to be worth nothing. So yeah, don't get too emotional with it. If you, you know, make sure you're be confident in the plan, be confident in the people you're working with uh, to keep you on the straight and narrow here. But yeah, we don't want to be emotional when you come to investing for retirement. Make sure you get uh, a good relationship with your advisor. All right, number five is a good one you should probably have going into every year, but let's make it one for 2022, and that is let's go ahead and implement a budget this year. Yeah, and that'll help with number one, which is reducing debt. So uh, putting a budget in place, this is you know, you know, the foundation of you know your um, finances, and that everything builds off of this. And so you, sometimes people just don't do it. They just kind of think about what their budget is in their head. And when people come into our office, we ask them what their budget is. They take a guess, or it's four or five grand. And when we actually dig into it and find out what they really are spending their money on, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm spending two grand more than I thought I was." And I really get a <laughs> get a handle on this. So uh, it can sneak up on you. So you should do it periodically, minimum once a year. Uh, look at what your budget is, cut out the fat of things that you're not utilizing. People aren't using gym memberships, get rid of it. Cable or landlines are almost useless these days. Cut out the things that just don't mean anything. You can put that money somewhere else and, and make it work better for you. All right. Number six on our list of money resolutions for 2022 is meet with a financial advisor, especially if this is something you've never done before, or if you're getting close to retirement. Yeah. Um, I've, I brought this data before, Ben, but about 26% of people, this is a statistic that came out this year, have a, 26% of people already retired to have a plan in place, uh, which is sad because 74% of people never did any planning. Um, and what we're finding is at least a third of Americans are running out of money before their, you know, their life ends, which means you're living off of, you know, social security and maybe a pension if you have that. So you're out of money before life ends. So we don't want that. The key is, Get together with somebody who does planning, who understands the life of your money and factoring in future cost of living and other factors to know how long will your money last besides just trying to wing it. So it'll give you a peace of mind. Yep. 
All right, number seven on our list is to check those beneficiary designations on all your accounts. Yeah, beneficiary designations are irrevocable, so which just means uh, you, know, you can't take them to court and, and adjust those. Um, so if you went through divorce or you lost a spouse or uh, you know family member or child, unfortunately, if something like that happened, you want to make sure that these things are are figured out. Uh, you do not want to have your beneficiaries listed on any of your investments or bank accounts state the estate of, which means those dollars will go through the probate courts and that'll take time and money to get that out. So make sure your beneficiaries are exact and uh, you should review those. As we're looking at those documents, Mike, it kind of takes us to our next one here. And that's the carve out time for tough conversations, maybe one, maybe two, if you can knock out during the year, but kind of tell us what those tough conversations we need to be having are. Yeah. I think it's important to get these doc, uh, documents done. I, I had um, Patrick Boley from Eckberg Glamours on months ago talking about estate planning, but mm-hmm. um, you should get these durable power attorneys for health care figured out. Um, you know, you have your living will. Talk about how you want to be cared for if you can't speak for yourself, right? Um, your health care directive. You know, if you remember the name Terry Schiavo, the gal in Florida a few decades ago, and she didn't have one and became a big media um, spectacle. Uh, because they were in the limelight. She didn't have that. Her husband wanted to pull the plug, and she, you know, her parents didn't, and it was a court battle. But, um, don't go through that mess. Get these documents done while you're healthy. You don't wait till you're you know, ill or in right. bad shape. You get them done when you're healthy uh, to make sure it's easy on your kids and your spouse. So your health care directive and your financial power of attorneys, and if you're not around, you want to make sure you have uh, a will with a transfer on debt deed or a revocable living trust. All right, number nine on our list. Let's audit our insurance this year, Mike. Checking on our policies <laughs> and whether or not we're under or overinsured. Yeah, and that's with everything. That's with your vehicles. I mean, if your car's aging and you're paying full coverage on a car and it's 12 years old, and you know, you maybe only need liability on that. So also, you know, look at your vehicles. But when we look at life insurance policies, um, you know, our clients were, you know, that we work with on average is over 60 years of age range. And we're finding is if your house is paid off or you're retired or close to be retired, those life policies don't need to be that big anymore. They might not need it at all. So a lot of times, you know, they're canceling. They're just letting those expire in a couple of years if they're a term policy. Um, usually don't need to have increasing life insurance policies if you're debt-free or close to be debt-free. The other options are, you know, what happens with a lot of these whole life policies or these old universal life policies, they start kind of going backwards. They start eating up the cash value to cover the, the cost of life insurance that increases as you get older. So you have the ability to maybe transfer those dollars, cash value dollars, into a prepaid funeral. So that's something to think about as well. Very good. All right, number 10, shifting into our mortgage here for a minute. Why not let's see if refinancing makes sense for your home mortgage this year? Yeah, interest rates are still low, and if you're deciding you want to stay into the house, sometimes um, you might have, you know, bought the house a few years ago on a 15-year mortgage, and you're thinking, you know, with all that's going on in this world, I don't want to work as long as I wanted to. Time with my family is more important, and in in order to maybe retire, you're like, I just need to lower my my mortgage payment. And some people, my clients, have done this recently. They went to a maybe a 10 or 15-year mortgage, brand to a 30 to spread that out. And you're looking at you know, some people are their mortgage payments outside of taxes, insurance are five hundred to eight hundred dollars a month. They're like, I can't rent a house for this, but at least it gets my that my expenses down. It gives me the ability to free up about five hundred or thousand dollars a month of cash flow, so I can be retired. So it's 
it might work good for your plan to, to look at that if you're going to stay in your home long term. Yeah, may or may not work for you, but at least take a look. All right, number 11, halfway through our list of money resolutions for the new year. Organize your financial <laughs> life, Mike. Organization seems to be something we always try to put on our list to start the year, but you got to yeah. stick to it. Yeah, and if you're married, make sure that the other spouse knows where all the login and passwords are. Mm-hmm. Um, I've you know, unfortunately had some clients lose their spouses in the six months, year to find out everything, all the, the logins and passwords, and usually there's one of the spouses handles all, all the uh, financial things, so you make sure you're sharing that information where that is so it's not a, a mystery. And even if you're single, you just want to make sure you have a safe place to put that information and in case something happens to you that your uh, beneficiaries of your state knows know where that information is as well put it all in a nice neat area but safe lock it up into a safe lock it into a uh, you know at least a, a minimum like a fireproof safe or something like that or safety deposit box yeah keep it organized and keep it safe all right number 12 check your credit mike is this something you should be doing every year i do i have credit monitoring and i think a lot of these credit card companies um have these free services. I'm sure, I think that's getting to be more and more common. I think I have it on three of my cards. You know, I pay off my credit cards every month. I don't carry a balance, uh, but the nice thing is Capital One and Chase, you know, they give me these free credit monitoring. City does it now. Um, so I think it's good to know, just make sure there's no fraud going on and make sure that your credit score is kind of where you want it to be because there's a lot of things that are affecting your credit. If you ever need a loan, um, Yes, obviously credit is important, but also, you know, insurance companies, property and casualty companies are doing a soft pull on your credit to see if you qualify, you know, for better rates. And the people with a higher credit score get better rates than people who don't. So um, it's important to keep in track, make sure your, your credit is where it should be. All right, next money resolution. Let's go ahead and check our fees too. find out exactly what your plan is costing you. Yeah, uh, I think it's funny. A lot of people in the 401ks, um, I had a seminar last night, Ben, and um, I asked the room, I said, do you have fees by show of hands? Who, who thinks you have no fees on your 401k hmm. <laughs> plans? And I think like half the room raised their hand. Huh. They think they think it's a fee-free zone. And I go, you know, they don't build these for, you know, these big, you know, I'm not knocking Fidelity, but you see Fidelity, they have these monster buildings. They're a large company. Uh, here in the Midwest, here they have Securian, downtown St. Paul, big, nice, beautiful building. I said, they're not building these off of a 20 or $25 annual fee, guys. They're making money. And you don't see the fees coming out of your statement, but there are fees. And we've pulled some fee disclosures from 401k companies like Securian and Alaris and other companies. And we're seeing fees from one and a half, one point 1.7% is kind of the base fee. And that's not including everything. So you're paying fees, but just know what you're doing. And if you're paying too much in fees, you might want to find uh, you could be hurting the rate of return on your investment um, because if you're paying too much in fees, it's not going to grow as much. So double check on the, those fees. Nice. All right. Next one is let's share our knowledge this year, Mike. And this is always great. You know, we're thinking about our own plan a lot of times, but if you have the opportunity to share a financial tip or any good resources you come across with a family member, or friend or coworker, pass it on. I agree. And um, you come to, we do a lot of seminars, educational seminars. So uh, we are finding that people are sharing that information because we've been receiving more and more referrals than we ever have. Nice. And so, you know, if you start going to some of these educational seminars, yeah, do pass that information on because there's too much of the, that garbage information 
or people right. are giving advice and they don't have the knowledge, like take Social Security at 62 for everybody is is bad advice because it's it's different per person and per, per household. So make sure that if you do have some good quality information, share that um, because most people are lacking this knowledge when you're working your you know, 40, 50 hours a week you don't have time. A lot of people don't have time to sit in some of these seminars, education, or do the research. So uh, give that information to them. You, you can uh, maybe save somebody's retirement. All right, number 15. This is one that we typically think of at the end of the year, Mike. But, you know, as the year begins, why not begin early on looking for more donation opportunities? Yeah, and if you're itemizing your taxes, it makes sense, right? Because mm-hmm. you can uh, deduct those donations. Uh, unfortunately, majority of people are not itemizing anymore after the you know the tax laws have changed, and um, you know there's bigger standard deductions than there ever used to be. So if you're in that case, your house is paid off or soon to be paid off, and you don't itemize anymore because the interest is mortgage interest is too low. Um, what you can do is you can have your charitable donations given out of your um, retirement account, um, and directly from your retirement, your IRA to the uh, charity. That's called a qualified charitable distribution. That might be a better fit for those who don't itemize their taxes as well. But this is a good time of year where a lot of charities are needing your help and needing those dollars if you can. All right. While we're on taxes, number 16 is to review your tax bracket so you're not surprised later in the year. Yeah. And I think it's always good to know where you're at. Um, the meeting I had today, you know, they weren't really understanding <laughs> you know, what they were doing in a sense investing, you know, doing a lot of research with uh, stocks and things like that, but not understanding all the times they're uh, taking withdrawals out and it could affect their tax bracket. I think they're finding they're going to be a lot higher tax bracket than they thought. So it didn't make sense to do Roth conversions at all this year, but it's good to know where you're at. It's good to know where your income you've had, deductions come off your income, you get your standard, you know, standard deductions, so your contributions come off of income, your standard deductions, find out where you are tax-wise and you just have to remember every little withdrawal you've taken out or, um, you know, some people have some multiple part-time jobs or side jobs or side businesses. It's good to know where you are before you don't have any surprises and have to have a big tax bill in the new year. All right, let's kind of stay in that tax conversation a little bit. Number 17, ask your advisor if a Roth conversion makes sense for you. Yeah, and uh, we love Roths, but sometimes it doesn't make sense. And we've had some situations where people need a, a, a traditional IRA contribution or a 401k contribution instead of investing into a Roth because they need that to stay underneath the certain tax brackets. So sometimes you're, you're real close to that border between switching tax brackets. It makes sense sometimes to contribute to a traditional 401k or IRA or 403b, whatever it might be, instead of a Roth because um, you know you pay taxes on your Roth up front. And so it's not always the best case for everybody to do a conversion. Sometimes we need those deductions. But double check with your advisor for sure. Yeah, double check. All right, number 18, update your paycheck withholdings. If you've had any major life changes or if you're, uh, you had inappropriate amounts of uh, tax money withheld in the past year. Yeah. So, you know, if you're getting a big refund, you know, maybe you like that. I'm not a fan of that because that means the government gets to hold my money and they don't pay you back interest. <laughs> so I'm not a fan <laughs> if they're withholding too much. But if you're also not hold, withholding enough and you have to pay in every year, that's that's not fun either if you don't uh, get stressed out about where that money's coming from. Or maybe your children had moved on, they got married, and you can't claim them anymore, or they're done with college, um, or divorce, anything like that. You want to make sure any kind of those life events, you do update your deductions so it's appropriate. I, preferably, I like to be a wash by tax time. I don't really want to get a big paycheck, mm-hmm. a, a big refund, and I really don't want to pay in either. 
which yeah. they do every year anyway. So <laughs> That's a whole different conversation. Yeah. All right. Uh, number 19 on our list, just a few more left. Rebalance your portfolio. And again, if this is something you don't know how to do, ask an advisor. Yeah. And reason why that is... You know, a lot of most of our portfolios are automatically rebalanced. You know, with our, um, in the portfolios, that's what they're designed to do. But let's just say you had you're invested only in two funds, fifty fifty. Yeah, but one well outperformed the other one. So now you have sixty percent in this one fund and forty in the other because one grew so much more. Um, if you're not rebalancing it, that one was maybe more aggressive. That sixty percent of it's invested in now. Uh, could take some bigger losses if the market was to shift. So it's always good to rebalance. You take, um, you know, re- rebalance those back to where you want them to be instead of you're increasing your risk by you have, might have had a good year in some more of the aggressive side of your your portfolio. You want to make sure they're rebalanced either on a quarterly or every six months or at the worst one year basis. All right, number twenty. Plan out your strategy to transition to retirement. Are you planning on going? part-time, maybe pick up a second career, or you're just going to quit altogether and be done for good, but getting that plan in place. Yeah, key is just getting that plan in place. What's that look like? Uh, what we're finding is people say, yeah, I'll you know, I'll work part-time, but then when it comes down to it, it's like, I don't want to work at all anymore. If I'm done, I'm done. There's always that, that group of people say, I just love to work, and if I'm not working, I'm just going to be bored out of my mind. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to be busy with volunteering or watching being involved with you know grandkids or whatever that else that might be other hobbies, yeah, yeah you might be working. So uh, the key is find out what is going to be best because you could be, again, it might make more sense for you to maybe work an ev- another year full-time at your pay that you're probably top of the pay scale where you're at close to retirement as opposed to taking, you know, making uh, one-eighth of what you are making on a part-time job and bottom starting at the bottom of the seniority list it might not be as fun as you thought. So definitely find out which is going to work best for you. All right, number 21, consolidate accounts. This kind of ties into organization, Mike, but it's a great time to kind of narrow down all those different accounts you have. Yeah, there's no need to have four 401ks, you know, three IRAs, and a 403B, and a 457. I have all these accounts. Um, it's good to consolidate. As we get older, we just, you know, I'm turning 50 here real soon, and you know, sometimes you're like, I, man, I, I hope my mind is <laughs> going to stay sharp, but sometimes you forget things. And uh, the last thing you want to do is just have multiple retirement accounts lo- looming out there. There's so many times people come in and said, I forgot about this account. I just, they quit sending me statements or I moved, I forgot to change address and I forgot about it. Uh, we don't need that anymore. So you want to make sure that uh, you get your, your uh, qualified accounts kind of narrowed down to probably two accounts per person. Uh, something easily to manage. You don't need them looming out there. Final one, Mike. We've come to the end of our 22 money resolutions for 2022. This one's maybe a a little bit on the selfish side, but it's important because we try to educate people. We want you to listen to more episodes of the podcast so you can get smarter about money and financial education. We saved the best for last, actually. This is the best one. (laughs) And it's, yeah, just get educated. And you you have drive time on the way to work. You know, listen to the podcast. There's things that you can learn. Um, not just for me, but uh, others as well. And also, um, we're starting in December a, uh, a uh, YouTube channel nice. on retirement reality on demand. And we're going to go through, you know, 90 seconds to a minute, uh, minute you know, uh, maybe two-minute episodes just giving some retirement advice, information, kind of what we're doing here, mm-hmm. but on specific topics. So catch us out on YouTube as well. Uh, we'll be doing that in December. And um, I think it's 
you're not going to hurt yourself getting educated. Nope. And it's going to force you to uh, to learn more and be on top of things. And most likely through this process, you'll have a better, safer, guaranteed retirement. Yep. The hub for everything is principalpreservationservices.com. So check it out there. You'll find this podcast. You'll find YouTube. You'll find all the content Mike provides right there on his website. But if you want to talk to him, if you want to get some of these resolutions uh, done this year and need an advisor to help you out, Mike and his team at Principal Preservation Services can help you out. 855-987-8888 is that number again, 855-987-8888. And again, Mike, we're not trying to knock out all these necessarily in the year, but if you take <laughs> one step forward, you're right. making good progress. Yeah. All right, let's get a couple questions from the mailbag here before we close it out. I uh, got one in from Dean who asked you, Mike, my plan has been to work for more for one more year, then find some kind of part-time work for about four years to supplement my retirement income. But now I'm wondering if I'd just be better off to continue working full-time for two more years and then just be done working altogether. What do you think's better? Yeah, and Dean, uh, kind of part of our uh, 22 you know, resolutions for 20 kind of fits in there as well. Yeah, obviously, if you do work two more years, Dean, um, your income is going to be a lot more than working maybe part-time for four or five years. So probably be better off. And I'm trying to you know, just guess, Dean, if you're under 65, um, the cost of health care under age 65 could be too expensive as well. So I'm guessing if you stick at your job, you're going to save some money on health care costs by being part of your, your employer sponsor plan. So that might be the best situation. Just on the outside looking in, it sounds like that would be a better fit. If you could stick it out for two more years, you'd get a lot more out of it than part-time for four or five years. So uh, I think that would be a better situation. But the key is just come on in uh, here or come somewhere else to get that plan in place to show you what that looks like. One more question before we close out today's episode is from Claire. We recently got a letter promoting a program where we can split our mortgage payments in half and pay every two weeks instead of once a month. Somehow this helps us pay it off faster. Is this something we should do? I'm a fan of that. It's, it's good for people who like to stay on top of their budget as well. Um, essentially what happens is, you know, there's, if you get paid every two weeks, you know, there's 26, you know, periods in every, you know, in the year. So for those who do payroll 26 times a year. So essentially what you're doing, instead of paying a mortgage 12 times a year, you're paying 26 half payments a year. So you're actually making an extra house payment is really comes down to it per year by doing this. And by making one extra house payment, you're going to save about, uh, about seven years on your mortgage. So, it's just you're, you're putting extra money to principal this way. So you're cutting it down. Um, now, for those who – there's a lot of people I know that they know the months. There's twice a year. You get three pay, paychecks in a month, right? You get paid on, you know, three Fridays, you know, you know twice a year, uh-huh. the way it's set up. So by doing that, by having biweekly, you're not going to have one of – you know, a couple times a year where you get that extra, that third paycheck in a month. And so – uh, you could do it that way, or if you're good with your, your finances, take your, your tax refund and, and apply that towards principal, or you just get in the habit of just adding extra principal every month to your mortgage, um, and that'll cut it down as well. So I think it's okay if you, if you, if you need that, that locked in into your plan. Great question, Claire. Thank you for that. As well as you, Dean, we thank you for the questions. If you have them for us, send them in, principalpreservationservices.com is the website. And again, you can call Mike and his team at 855-987-8888. All right, Mike, we'll get out here on that note. Great episode. I know we we covered a lot, but hopefully people will kind of bookmark this episode, go back through it over the course of the year in 2022 to kind of reference where you are, but also to get some more tips on some other things you can be working on. 
Yeah, I agree. I know they were kind of short to the point, but if you want those expanded, just give us a call anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for listening to the Retirement Reality Podcast. Please subscribe wherever you listen. Look forward to talking to you again next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.